Reading can be the best escape from your normal day-to-day routine. You can get lost in a fairy tale, laugh your head off with the rom-com, be scared, fall asleep after reading a horror story, or try your hand at solving a crime. The possibilities are endless. And with the amazing world of Bookstagram, what better way to show my appreciation of some of my favorite authors and Instagrammers than by showcasing them in a podcast. Join me while I play a game of 21 questions with some of the best people I know. I hope you're ready. Welcome to The Heather Effect. Welcome back to another episode of The Heather Effect. Today I get to chat with a friend. He has written a book that has stayed in my mind for months. He's an avid reader as well as a writer, and he jumped, shipped, and moved to the U.S. from the U.K. Please help me in welcoming Tom Franks. Woo! Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm always ready. (laughs) Okay. First question. Where did your love of books and reading and writing stem from? Um... It was actually school as a kid. Uh, originally, I just, I, I just always, it was creative writing was the thing that got me interested in reading more. Um, I had a very vivid imagination and loved turning that into um, kind of ridiculous short stories as a child. Um, and then from there, it was my mum. She read uh, crime, like British crime detective thrillers, and that's what got me into this genre. Oh, how well, that's very fitting because you wrote it phenomenally in your in your first book. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the thing you miss most about living in England? Oh, <laughs> uh, d- dare I be controversial and say universal health care? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, because I would probably miss that too. <laughs> yeah. no, um, uh, my, my friends and family is as simple as that. There's, uh, I found the adjustment moving into the States quite easy, um, especially I'm in Colorado. And from what I've found since I lived there everyone's very outgoing uh, Mm -hmm. and friendly and that kind of suits my personality Um, I don't miss the English weather at all I really like having a lot of sun (laughs) yeah um, but yeah friends and family if I could move them to Colorado perfect you're gonna have to plot it and move them over one by one yeah yeah (laughs) not not at my expense hopefully (laughs) no You're you're an avid reader, and so I'm curious, what does a book need to have in order for it to be a five-star read for you? Uh, I need to feel grit throughout. Um, I don't, even even in scene-setting chapters, um, which I think are really hard to keep interesting, it's something that I've, uh, on my current work in progress, really, really tried to bring in that sort of real-life feel at the same time as keeping it exciting, because sometimes they can just feel like filler chapters. Um, and that's what I don't like. But yes, I, I like short chapters, uh, multiple twists, uh, yeah, and just being gripped from the off. Pull, I want to be pulled in in that first chapter. Mm-hmm. Same. I feel like it gets you more invested once it pulls you in right away. Yeah, from from that first chapter, I want to have questions I need answered, and, and then and then you won't get me to put that book down. What? Well, yeah, I just I just like things that feel like they drag. Like one of my favorite authors, despite her crazy long chapters, is Karen Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't necessarily enjoy pieces of her because I found a lot of the chapters in that felt a little bit fillerish, and that's the only uh, the only book of hers I haven't enjoyed. She's actually the anomaly to my rule. I love her writing, <laughs> even with the even with the long chapters. I wish she would shorten them a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Is there a character that you've related to a hundred percent in your books or another? No, 
actually none no i think i think one of the reasons why i enjoy fiction is it sort of gives me a break from regular life so there's no Mm -hmm. like necessarily like relating i mean if i had related to a thriller character i'd probably be a little more concerned about myself but um (laughs) no i read it i read for more of an escape than anything else same that's probably one of the things i love most about reading is the escape that it gives you yeah it is you know it helps you just switch off from you know regular life stuff you know regardless of whether it's good bad whatever you can just switch off for a little while and then when you're reading it's just you and the book Mm -hmm. and the little world and the little world that the author's created right i loved the realness in little lamb can we expect the same in mantis uh, I hope so. Yeah, um, I, try, I try and keep everything a little bit realistic, hoping that I can make my characters uh, relatable. I think um, you know, and, and as all authors, you sort of have to. All authors have to take on board criticism as well. You know, and a, a lot of people have loved Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. It's been slammed a couple of times by people, and rather than like originally when I first had it published, and I got a couple of iffy reviews, I really beat myself up over it. Mm-hmm. But you have to remind yourself that everyone's you know preferences when it comes to a book are different mm-hmm. um and also try and take on board the constructive criticism and learn from it which i think i've done with mantis yeah hopefully. i loved little lamb i didn't see anything wrong with it and you got Thank me you. with a twist so that's what Thank i love you. even better <laughs> <laughs> what is your preferred drink and food choice while watching sports oh uh when it definitely beer um which was will come as a Really big surprise, I'm sure, with me being English. <laughs> um, yeah, when I, beer and sport go hand in hand for me, and I love, I love a good beer. Um, and being in Colorado, we've got so many craft breweries here. It's which it's, one's your favorite now? My favorite brewery. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I've tried a few more since the last when I last spoke to you guys. I've mm-hmm. tried a few more. Um, Pike's Peak Brewery will always be one of my favorites because all of their beers are fantastic. But um, Odell's Brewery, which is based in uh, Fort Collins. Oh, which okay. is more North Colorado. Wow. Yeah, that is great selection. Oh, I want that um, to my list. And what's your food choice? Oh, food. Food. Or oh, I mean I'm I'm a big foodie, so I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily have a preference. I, I I'll do, I'll eat whatever. But when it's when it's sport, I, I do like your sort of stereotypical. I like some wings or mm-hmm. you know, jalapeno poppers, pizza, that kind of thing. Oh, that does sound good now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's making me hungry actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you ever want to co-write a book with another author or maybe with your wife? Um, I mean, I don't, oh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> I think I, I would happily explore either. Because mm-hmm. I think I think what would be really fun about something like that is uh, if you're going to co-author something, is uh, you, you each choose like a character and then you write from that character's perspective and you mm-hmm. come up with a plot, a storyline together. And then almost have random perspectives for part of the book. So neither of you know what the other one's going to write about. So it's like mm-hmm. a complete unknown. So, yeah, that could be fun. Because um, I know your I wife's like a, a avid reader, too. So that's why that that question came up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she wanted to, I'd be down for it. She's a big, <laughs> she's a, she's a, she's a, a, a like, I think her favorite thriller author, uh, other than me, hopefully, um, <laughs> is Karen Slaughter as well. So I, I'd mm-hmm. like to see if she could come up with anything quite as dark and twisted as what Karen See, that I would be interested <laughs> in that. So if you guys need a, a beta reader, when you do start this project, let me know. <laughs> oh, sure thing. <laughs> what is the craziest thing you've ever done? Ooh, the craziest. Craziest. I mean, I've done a few, I've done a few, um, what people would probably call like risky things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, an adrenaline kind of junkie as well um 
so I, I have I have skydived before. I did that in New Zealand. Um, but the, the thing is that, that made that less crazy is you know you you got a guy who knows what he's doing who's you're yeah. strapped to the front of him and you're going out of that plane whether you want to or not. Really. <laughs> um, I did the third biggest bungee in the world. Where was that? That was also in New Zealand, in Queenstown. Oh, um, so wow. It's, it's the Nevis Bungee. It's in a cable car over a canyon, 134-meter drop. Okay. And that's all on you. Of those two, which one was scarier? I See, I don't think I really felt too scared in either. I mean, for the skydive, I felt fine the whole way yeah. up. And when they opened the door, I was the first one out of the plane on the day. And when they opened the door and you look down and you're 12,000 feet high, I was super confident. And then I looked down. And I, I have a video. You can see me panic. The guy pulls my head back, and I'm breathing like, because <laughs> it's just, whoa. That yeah, like, what so are you high. gonna do? <laughs> yeah, but the bungee was the other way around. The build-up was the worst thing because you know, yeah, you, you have to jump. There's no one really helping you through it. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. The, the, I think the the rush from the uh, bungee was better. I'd say the minute I looked out of that plane, the skydive was a little scarier. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because those are both on my list, but I feel like the bungee would give me more anxiety. Yeah, it would. The build-up is yeah is the hardest part because it's all on you. You can you, you know how high up you are. Yeah, you know. Um, but the, the the rush is not like nothing that I can. I think manage. if I ever did, I would have to be first in whatever group yeah. I went. That way, I don't have to see everybody else do it. Uh, when I when I went, you didn't get a choice in that matter. Oh wow! So they that, so it was me. I was with a group of like I was only nineteen at the time, and I was with a group of like big dudes, and they were all like, like bigger than I was, and they did it in like weight order because they that's how they organized the oh like, the yeah so yeah so there was like so because these guys were so much bigger than I was, like watching them go, it's like getting more and more nervous. Oh like, no! Wish, wishing I could just get it out of the way. <laughs> What are three fun facts that everyone should know about you? Three. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with one right out of the left. I have a tattoo on my bottom. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> if every <laughs> that's what I have the English rugby rose on my uh, bum cheek. Oh wow! I'm picturing like the healing process for this. Was it painful to sit? No, it was absolutely fine. It was. Uh, it just was. It was a little more awkward. Um, sort of moisturizing my own butt <laughs> for a while <laughs> you have to pay um, someone to do it for you <laughs> yeah, yeah someone should pay me for that to be fair <laughs> true <laughs> other t- another two another two um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of the ones that are really out of the left field um i mean i could continue on that i played rugby for years which people always, that's people cool always find it interesting that a rugby player writes and reads as well because we're sort of you know, known for being brutes, but I played rugby for a long time, um, a decent level in England as well. Um, so yeah, rugby player, bum cheek tattoo. My front two teeth are false. How did you lose them? Uh, paper round. Fourteen years old, <laughs> jumped off of a curb, and a bolt uh, as I landed broke in the front wheel. I landed on the front wheel, flipped straight over the handlebars, and just landed on my face. Oh my god, that had to be painful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, your body sort of goes into overdrive, so there wasn't so much pain, but a lot, lot of blood. Um, and you know, <laughs> your poor mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really bad because I, I was sort of, I wasn't too far from my house, and I like hopped a fence to get into my street quicker, and walked past our living room window where my mum was sat having a cup of tea in the morning, and I'm just bleeding, teeth are gone, cuts all over my face. Yeah. So 
Oh, I bet she wrapped you up in bubble wrap after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she tried, but I played rugby at that age as well. So, <laughs> oh, your poor mom. Yeah. Would you rather only be able to hear sports games or see them? You can't have both. I would I would see them. Um, and the other the other good thing about that is actually this is another fun fact about me is I'm proficient in American Sign Language. Oh, how cool! Yeah, so I yeah I I think I'd, I'd rather watch and then at least I can have you, you can know, make up your own commentary. Yeah, have <laughs> ASL or something like that, which will tell me what the commentators are saying. So, oh, that's yeah, perfect. Always watching it. Mm-hmm. For someone who has never traveled to England, what are some have to go spots? Uh, so always always visit London. It's 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 it is a crazy city. It's busy and chaotic, but there's so much history there. Um, but out of the cities in the UK, I would always tell everyone to visit Edinburgh in Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favourite city in the world. It's so much calmer than London, but it, it has you know the same, if not more, history, um, and it's just a beautiful city. It's on my so, list. Yeah, Edinburgh's gorgeous. It's just and it's, there's so many places there as well where you can just sit near some beautiful old buildings, read. They've got parks. Yeah, it's a gorgeous city. I'd, I'd go there. I've been there four times already, and I'd go back again in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm about to bump it up. What time of day do you love to read and write? So I, I always read uh, first thing in the morning because I, I, I'm, I'm an early riser. I worked in forestry uh, when I was back in England, oh, okay. so I was up four or five a.m. depending on where we were working. Um, so it's kind of ingrained in me to be up early now. So I wake up at six every day, get my coffee, and then I read for an hour in bed. Um, and writing is just depends when I can sort of squeeze it in. Mm-hmm. Now I do prefer writing in the morning um, so that I can I'm sort of fresh, my mind's fresh, and I can focus. Oh, that's awesome. Has Colorado inspired your writing at all? Uh, interestingly, because I really, really like uh, describing the outdoors, mm-hmm. like sights, sounds. Um, so, yeah, when I've been out on that, because I hike a lot, I'm very outdoorsy. Uh, when I've been out hiking and I can, sometimes you can hear things happening in the woods around you, which you can't see. And um, you never know what it is. And that always gets my <laughs> imagination into overdrive. So I've actually loosely started planning, uh, or I'm still working on my third novel, which I'm hoping to release at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea for um, my fourth one is based on an American serial killer who operated in the 70s and 80s. I won't, I won't reveal who, right? Just um, You're going to have all of us and the sirens going crazy over that one. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's probably going to, it was, well, actually, it's not probably, it's definitely going to be my darkest work. Um, very detailed graphic really twisted um, oh i can't wait and then and a lot of it is based in a vast woodland so i get to you know when i'm writing it i'll be out hiking listening taking notes down to oh that's awesome so, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna throw in a bonus question right now because i asked an, another author i interviewed this week and it absolutely threw them off where it gave one of them like hives almost so if you could only write your books using text to speech or you could type them out but you can't see your screen until you're done which one are you choosing oh. <laughs> i probably i'm gonna have to go text to speech i think mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i think so I, I i think that's gonna be the, the the better alternative just sitting there and typing and not seeing anything that would it would just be a jumble of random letters by the end of the time I'm done. So yeah. The other one, she was like, I can't do that. I have to edit yeah. every paragraph. Yeah, that's what I like. To, I, I like because I, I write 
my my stuff out first. So I do uh-huh. my drafts pen to paper and then oh, I type wow. it where I can sort of edit and embellish as I go. See, I kind of like that idea. Like if I were was to ever try and write, I would probably do it the same way. Yeah. Like handwrite it first yeah. and then go back and type it. Well, for me, it's just a bit more free-flowing. It's quite cathartic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can be as chaotic as I want within those lines. And then I can figure it out when I type it out, you know, change things. I actually have. I wonder if I have it to hand. I have Little Van Aww. right here, actually. Yeah, in my, there we go. So you can see all the crazy, like, planning. Oh, how cool. Yeah. And it's just all, all the way through, just completely easy bits that get scribbled out because I don't like it. Oh, wow. See, that's yeah. really cool to have, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, I do it with everything. So that's Little Lamb, and then I've got Mantis here. Ooh. So, yeah. Okay. Working, working on what kind of pins do you use? I'm a pin freak. Pins? Mm-hmm. What? Like, you're your writing. Which pins do you use? Oh, pen. Sorry. Um, no, you're oh, good. Uh, just, just very bog standard. Okay. Multi-pack purchases. <laughs> <laughs> Because the amount of time, it's just, it's just often. I don't like um, fountain pens because of the the ink. It's I don't like. Smoky. I'm a a bold ball pen, a ballpoint yeah. pen for me because I'm yeah, I have a heavy point. hand. And I just buy like a big old pack of them so they last a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, since you've lived in multiple countries, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you choose? So to, to live. Like my life, family, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Colorado. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't move from here. I love it. It's. It's it, like. Like I said, it suits my personality. It's really mm-hmm. outdoorsy, which I love. The weather's great. People are nice. Food's oh, that's good. good. It's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I would love. I mean, if you know, if I was to ever come into a plethora of finance, you know, some abundant amount of money, I'd like to. I would. I would have a place in Edinburgh. Oh. Um, not maybe not like a little cottage somewhere in England, and then somewhere nice on a beach. I'm very yeah, kind of anywhere mm. really. Yeah, that, Col- oh, that'd Colorado be nice. For regular life though, for sure. I love it. Here. Yeah, and then you could escape for the winters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to move to the mountains a bit more though. I'm I'm, I'm close to the mountains. Um, I'm in Colorado Springs, which is at sort of uh, the base of Pikes Peak. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I'd like to move maybe like actually into the mountains because I just I love the mountains. I love wildlife and. I mean, for me, it'd be a sort of blessing in disguise to wake up one morning and have a bear in my backyard, you know. (laughs) I would be the one that would try and feed them. (laughs) My husband would probably get mad at me, but because I love bears. The mountains have actually grown on me within the last couple of years. I used to always be like, no, I want the beach, but the mountains are growing on me. There's only one thing that makes me hesitant, and that's like, okay, let's say if something happens... How long is it going to take the ambulance to get to me? I mean, that's oh, it depends where you are in the mountains. Here, it's like where where we're at. It's kind of like remote, so it would take them probably at least forty five minutes. Wow! And then another forty five minutes to like the hospital. So I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, do you know that? And this is part part of that like adrenaline junkie side of me. I never ever think about that. Oh, I do. I'm just always like, where can I go? Which is like, where can I find? Where, I, I, I'm. I'm, I'm it's not. I'm not silly with it or dangerous, but I'll go to places where I know I can have an opportunity of seeing a mountain lion or a bear or yeah. a moose. I respect the distance because mm-hmm. they're big. They're all just. Have big. you ever been yeah. stalked by a mountain lion? Uh, I, well, not that I know of. They don't tend to make you know. <laughs> they're very. I've been. I've been out on plenty of hikes where um, there have been 
crunching sounds when there's no one else around, like remote yeah. trails. Um, I had one hike here in Colorado, uh, in Colorado Springs, at Blodgett Peak. Um, the and name. I was hiking up there, <laughs> and I was just on my own uh, it, with my music in, and I came across this area where you could see drag marks in the dirt up a slope. And I thought that was pretty cool and carried on walking, found a nice quiet spot overlooking the city where I just sat and read. Uh, I, I do that often sometimes. Yeah. If I just need to sort of unwind a bit, I'll find a quiet place to read. I uh, finished up reading, you know, I'd been there for an hour or so and I started walking back. And when I walked back in that same area where the drag marks were, there were two bones. Um, and when I sort of look at, look, I was like reading up on it a little bit. That, uh, I mean, up in that area, mountain lions are quite active. Um, and it seems like a mountain lion probably knew I was there and had a kill and felt like I was a threat to its food. So it moved it while I was Ooh. 30 yards away. And I had no idea. I didn't hear a thing. Oh, that's crazy. At least it didn't decide to take you out. Yeah. Especially it. with your back turned. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they're very good stalkers. Got Most of the time, they, they, they'll know you're there and you have no idea. I would feel like, okay, what's watching me? Like, if you feel like that presence, I don't know. It freaks me out. Because I had yeah. seen something and then they're like, do you see it? And then I looked and I'm like, oh my God, it's like up uh, in the tree and they're yeah. it's just looking and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, this is, but they're, they're, their name is actually a little misleading because mountains aren't what they mm-hmm. rely on. It's woodland. Uh, yeah. Because we live uh, sort of a little east from the mountains. So you'd think you wouldn't see a mountain lion, but in one neighborhood over, there's been a mountain lion in been captured on people's ring cameras on their driveways Ooh. because we're really close to large woodland here and that's what they thrive in <laughs> so their, their name is very misleading <laughs> oh my goodness you're gonna have to be careful with marley <laughs> always careful with marley yeah yeah she's a sweetie well she's amazing <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer hardbacks paperbacks ebooks or audiobooks um i have no preference between paperback and hardback really but a physical mm-hmm. book is what i prefer okay I've tried, I've You're tried. a really fast reader too. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a pretty fast reader. When I get the time, and um, which is just, it's always, you know, depends on how life is going. I, I have, I've recently started um, a home, like a home business recently because I can uh-huh. do a bit of handyman work and all these different yeah. things. Um, so that's sort of taken away a bit of my reading time because I'm having to put a lot of the energy into the business to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, physical, physical. I've tried, I've tried eBooks and electronic copies, and I just can't get on with it some reason oh probably a little too set in my ways <laughs> no i mean everybody has a preference i like to i think mix it up it kind of depends on my mood too so if i'm gonna read if i'm in bed i kind of prefer my kindle because i can yeah. prop it up against the wall it's easier even though i did get one of those lights that goes around your neck oh nice they're actually really they, they look ugly but they're actually really comfortable and you can turn on just one of them and it's oh. enough to light up your book and you don't even feel That's it like cool. on your neck oh nice i, I have a little clip one that see those i used to have those and then they drove me nuts because if you got towards the end it would always bend like your book over <laughs> so it would drive That's, me nuts so then i was I'm like hard. i'm gonna try this one and it actually made a difference i really like nice. it Oh, better than mine. I mean, I, I read less at night now because I just yeah. to fall asleep. So. Same. That, that's my problem, too. If I get too comfortable and I read, boom, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same here. Right? Do you listen to music while you read and write? Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. I need, I need that background noise, too. Yeah. It makes I a like, difference. Yeah. Silence. Silence is, yeah. I, I find silence uncomfortable. I'm a talker as well. I just need <laughs> some sort of noise in general, so... 
Um, I tend to be awfully chatty, yeah. and especially when I have coffee at work, they're like, oh, no, chatty Kathy's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being talkative. No, I don't think so either. I'm on your side with that one. <laughs> Do you have a favorite m- line from a movie? Ooh, favorite line? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I do. Not that. Not that I can think of on the top of my head. I might. Um, I am. I'm. I'm a sucker for a good. Good comedy, like a good one liner. Uh-huh. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head. What's your favorite comedy? Oh, see, for me, I like some of the. What, what weirdly now, like people talking about them as old movies, which makes me feel old. But things like <laughs> the, uh, like the, the noughties comedies, like Super Bad and things like that. Super Bad to me, it's just so dumb. It's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> You know, to I, me, the more stupid they are, the funnier it is, and yeah, you just can't is. help it. <laughs> yeah, and then like for TV shows, we've got Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I like I quite like dry humor, and they've got yeah. Captain Holt and that super dry, and I just, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy that kind of humor. Same. <laughs> are there any tidbits that you can share um, about what to expect in your upcoming book? So the one, so Mantis. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. Again, I can't it's, wait. It's, it's, it's it's darker than Little Lamb, um, a little more graphic. Ooh. I, I I even I even uh, I even threw in a little smutty scene for the people that like those yes. kinds of books as well. So there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, it's a Yay! Bit more. I actually have the proof copy right here. I just I received this the other day. Oh, how cool! Is, oh, it looks gorgeous. So yeah, the cut my my cover designer is uh. Uh, her name's Rochelle from Hello Book Covers. Uh-huh. So if any other indie authors are looking to get something done, she oh that's perfect. She, she, I'm I'm very particular when it comes to the covers. I come up with the ideas myself, um, and she brought it to life. Brilliant. Well, you so, gotta yeah. be. Those yeah, are like yeah. your those are like your babies. <laughs> is exactly. it is it yeah. the same size as Little Lamb? It's not because it's quite a bit longer. So no, no, no. Uh, but size wise, like the oh the format. Oh, not bad. Yeah, look how cool they look next to each other. Yeah. I, I like the spine. Yeah. I'm the loving spine. the spine. The spine on Mantis looks absolutely beautiful. Oh, that color. Yeah. She did a great job. Really good job. Oh, that's so cool. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, it's it's, def- it's darker. It's uh, I'm, I'm hoping that anyone who's read Little Lamb will see improvement from me as well. Um, uh, yeah. And it's just, I'm just trying to sort of pull people in. I, I did a lot of research for it to ensure that like the areas in London, which they're in are described well and accurate to um, the places as well. So even like things like uh, there's a one scene, which is right near um, New Scotland Yard, which is <gasps> the, um, Metropolitan Police Headquarters. And it's quite close to the uh, monument to the RAF. So there's a particular scene there. So I describe that area. You know, I don't want people picking at it and be like, oh, I visited there and he, this isn't correct. Oh, <laughs> that's I can't I can't wait to read this story. I'm excited. Your writing yeah. was so fresh to me. I didn't see anything wrong with Little Lamb. And so I'm excited to see where this one goes. I'm excited. Oh, I really appreciate that. I, I feel like I'm always, I'm always improving. I'm trying to just, um, you know, there are certain things. When I, even when I read Little Lamb now, I'm, I'm sort of super critical and I'm, I think one day I wouldn't even mind, uh, you know, if, if if I get picked up by a big publishing company, I would I would love to rewrite it. Mm. Um, keep keep the story and plot the same, but I think I'd like to do a bit more um, sort of depth to it. So, you know, perhaps um, more build up towards the actual moment, like in the prologue and things okay. like that, like stalking and all of that. I think because I, I think I've got a bit more skill now with that kind of writing. Um, 
So I, I think I could improve it. I would actually like to see it turned into a TV show. Oh, that'd be really cool. Because I feel like a movie would cut out too much. So like for a TV show, Little Lamb is like perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be uh, yeah, that's like a dream. <laughs> yeah, I could see it happening. Don't I? That'd be really cool. I really, I like, really do. Need someone to notice it. Someone, someone who's in that right. Notice it. Get me hooked up on Netflix. That'd be great. Because it's so, <laughs> it's so different, and I like how you didn't conform it to what typically what would have happened in a book like that. Yeah, that's that's that was kind of my aim. So that's what I like, and then to keep it real like that, I think. It would be refreshing to see on TV, too, because yeah. it's not like the normal cookie cutter, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're, We're going to have to make we're, we're going to have to make this happen. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying not to do any spoilers, but like it, it would be fantastic. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. For readers having withdrawals after reading your book, what books do you think they should read next? Ooh. So, uh. What, same genre or like a palate cleanser or? Probably same genre. Like if they're wanting like the same feel, where do you think they oh, should go? Or oh, what would, oof. Hmm. Is it, um, oh, this is, that's a really good question. There are so Thanks. many books I would love to recommend. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever recommend something that had a similar plot. Because okay. like when, when, you, when you've read that, you probably want to have a little bit of a, uh-huh. a switch up. And it can be difficult. I think, you know, if you, if you have read a book which you've been fully invested in, it's five stars and you have that like book hangover. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good, a good read that gets you gripped from the off. I, I would go with The Echo Man by Sam Holland. Oh, okay. I'm writing this If down. you haven't read The Echo Man yet, that is fantastic. Okay. I'm writing this down. That's what I kind of like to mix up my romance novels with the darker ones that I read, like the horror and like the other genres that we read for the podcast, that way it's not always the same and always dark. So I yeah. like to use them to like kind of get my mind cleansed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I tend to my other go to because I'm I'm big with thriller and crime. Mm-hmm. It's just why well, I, I just enjoy being gripped the whole time. But um, I'll, I'll, I read like a fantasy or something. Yeah. like that. I, I was a huge Harry Potter fan, huge Lord of the Rings fan. I love. Okay, what's your house? Oh, I'm a Gryffindor. Oh. I've, I've, have you taken the test? Uh, I have, yeah. I've done. I've done all the online ones, and I also <laughs> uh, I play the game Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, how cool! On that too. <laughs> I always take it, and I always get the. I think it's Hufflepuff or the Ravenclaw. I never get the one I want, and I'm like. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had I had Slytherin a couple of times when I was younger, but I'm more mellow now. So, <laughs> oh, in the days where you tortured your mom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have you gone yeah. to like the Harry no. Potter experience thing in London? Sorry, is there isn't there like a Harry Potter experience thing in London? They have the uh, the film studio, Warner Brothers studio oh, okay. in, uh, in North London. Yeah, me, me and me and my wife went to that when we lived in England. That was <gasps> how incredible. was it? Yeah, oh, amazing, amazing. Oh. they have they have a bunch of props from the film um, in this one in the, like this big room. There's, they just have a dragon that's hanging from the ceiling, just wings spread. Ooh. Yeah. Really who, who was your favorite character out of all of them? Ooh. Mine's Hagrid. So, yeah, I loved Hagrid as well. So mm-hmm. wholesome. Um, mm-hmm. Big on Dumbledore because it's, it's it, for me like when it, when he fights Voldemort and you see like this guy who you know 150 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's just a badass and it's yeah. just seeing the power of the. I actually love that scene in the film too mm-hmm. when they when they fight in the Ministry of Magic. That's yes huge but uh yeah dumbledore 
Um, and I loved ne- Neville's Neville Longbottom's character development. Mm-hmm. How he was like the quiet sort of dorky one early, and then later on in the he's you know he steps up into this role and yeah, is in the thick of it. So, it's such yeah. a good uh, such a good series. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's brilliant. If you had to either dog ear every page or read upside down, what would you choose? Yeah, I'd read upside down. <laughs> Same. Stop wrecking books, people. Use a bookmark. <laughs> exactly. What's your favorite kind of bookmark to use? Uh, I, I, I I have real bookmarks, but I actually use, uh, I've been using the same one for a while now from uh, an independent bookstore in Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. My, my book is in there on consignment. So I, I like to have like that to hand so I can tell people of a good independent bookstore. Uh, bookstore to oh, that's awesome. If I ever make a trip over there, you're going to have to tell me where to go and we'll have to meet up. Yeah, it's, it's called Paul Richards. It's a wonderful okay, little I'm writing store. this down. Great stuff. Huge selection of books in there as well. So. How oh, cool. Okay, what is and a if, piece... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, and if you are ever no, no, no. Springs, I'd be more than happy to meet for a beer. So. Oh, yes, perfect. If, I know if I do eventually go, it'll probably be with, like, Stephanie and, and probably Lucretia and, like, our book club group. I think it'd oh, be cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because there's That's actually a couple thing. other authors we've interviewed that are in your area. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I think Calvin Ellis is close to you, and oh, then nice. so is... I'll message it to you. I have to find oh, it. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> but it, his was like a, oh, what would you call it? Kind of fantasy, but with history mixed in it. It was really good, too. Just my oh, mind nice. went blank. Oh, my God. That's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> I just rearranged some of my books. So now I don't know where I put those. I'll, I'll message you. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. What is a piece of advice you've been given or a piece of advice you have that you feel is important? life or book related whichever one you want i think the the life related thing because it's actually something that bothers me a little bit about uh, i'm gonna sound like such an old man but it bothers me a little bit about the way or the way that i perceive society right now and i feel like people have forgotten how to treat other people Mm -hmm. uh when i when i was a kid my mum always sort of hammered home to me just to treat others the way you want to be treated it's such an old cliche but I, I live by it, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be the cause of making someone's bad day worse or ruining someone's good day. Yeah. Um, so that that advice, I, I live by that every day. I try and you know, smile, engage with people, even if I'm having a bad day. There's no reason for me to be grumpy towards somebody else, you know. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably probably yeah, it's probably the bit that I, the bit of advice I use daily. That's probably the best advice. I wish that more people would live by that because mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's unfortunately just it's people. People are a little more selfish now, um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm, I'm always, you know, when, when I do have kids, I'll teach them to be the same way that I am. Just be nice mm-hmm. to everyone, even if they're not nice to you. Even if they're not mm-hmm. nice to you, you know, you don't know what they're going through. So just a little bit of perspective sometimes. Yes, that's so true. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with me today. Vice versa, I appreciate you taking yes. the time to come up with all these brilliant questions. That was <laughs> I try. I try and at least get a couple in there that, that people are like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 You got me on a couple. I was at their thinking. It's like, oh, actually. <laughs> right. That's why that's why Stephanie kind of gave me the name for my podcast was like the Heather effect because she's like, you tend to like catch people off guard with yeah. like certain things. So that's why that's the why I chose the name I chose. It's a great name. It's, it's, well, and, and now I get to understand it a little more. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, yeah. Do you want to see something really cool as well? Yes. Oh, yay. I love that <laughs> picture. <laughs> she is. She, uh, it's just a, a little homage because every, every page I've written, uh, Little Lamb and Mantis and my current work in progress, which I'm not too far off finishing the first draft, she is right next to you just staring at me and breathing on me (laughs) i love that she's so i mean dogs to me are like they're better than humans (laughs) oh i I couldn't agree more i had that um my my business we do a lot of furniture refurbishment um and i rent some storage off of a a friend of my Mm father-in-law and he found a dog this week that had been abandoned um she is a like a two-year 11-month-old pit bull um and i grew up with staffordshire bull terriers so i love yeah sort of breed they're so 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 sweet um what it looks like it to me just just for my own because she has a she clearly recently had a litter of puppies and she has an old scar on her stomach so i this is just me sort of you know Thinking out loud mm-hmm. or anything else. It's a theory, but I think that she may have had a cesarean on the first litter, complications with the second, and they just got rid of her because of it. Because oh. my family friend called the owner because she was microchipped. Oh, wow. And they were like, yeah, don't care. Oh, my God. That's terrible. So, yeah. So they're trying to find a home for them because they already have four dogs. So they don't, they can't, oh, have a yeah. they're trying to find a home for her. They're taking care of her at the minute. Um, and when I was, I was out of work yesterday, me and my business partner were working together. And she was like howling because they'd gone out. So I just texted him. I was like, hey, can I get a rope and attach it to her collar so she can come and hang out with us? Yeah. And she is, she's a sweetheart. She's Aww. just, yeah, her temperament is exactly like Marley's. Oh, how exactly sweet. Exactly the same. What colors? She's like a tan color. Tan oh, how like pretty. A belly. And she's just a, a, adorable. She just wants to be loved. Like you can yeah. see her mile off. That's all she wants to do. Even Aww. after what she's been through with, with those people. Yeah. Oh, like, that's so terrible. If those, if, and if those people ever end up hearing this. <laughs> right here, too. Look out, look, out, look out for the hairy English writer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people can do what they do sometimes. It's really, really bad. I understand it. Like, it's, you know, being bad to people is one thing. Being bad to dogs is on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, one way to see me triggered. <laughs> yeah, same. Exactly same. Yes. Thank you again so much, Tom, for joining me. This was so much fun. I look forward to talking to you again soon. I loved it. And uh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, You have to start that book idea with your wife. Yeah, I'll see if she's into it. I'll see. I want to. I just want to get at the right page and see if she's got it in her to be able to do it. So. She's gonna be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and be perfect. <laughs> thank you again, Tom. No worries. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening please rate and review where you can and you can find me on instagram at the underscore heather underscore effect please feel free to contact me at the heather effect 28 at gmail.com thanks again for listening happy reading